Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Is this the nightcap? Yo, this is Patrick. Nightcap. No, this is Patrick. Is this the Nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Time now for the Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. The Nightcap, Joe DiBiase, Brendan Keeney here on WGR. We are three days out from the Bills' preseason opener. We are in the middle of training camp. We are less than one month away from the start of the season. Or do I have that wrong? A little bit more. The 12th of... uh, The 12th of September. Okay, so a, a month from Thursday. And we have some... Headlines today on what the Bills plan to do on Friday's preseason game. Little of that. Little AFC East look around. I just was seeing a story earlier that Zach Wilson's having a rough training camp so far. Or at least he's had a rough couple of days in a row. I guess is the way I should put it. So that's coming. But first, just did some trivia with Chopin the Bulldog in the last hour. Relating to Mitchell Trubisky. It's kind of Trubisky's day around here. He spoke today to the media. He's maybe the most interesting player to watch in the upcoming preseason games. He probably, well, probably too strong. He might start on Friday. McDermott this morning on Good Morning Good Morning Football said, not all the starters are playing. And we went through this list kind of last week, like who doesn't play? Allen, has. there's no need for him to play. Diggs, there's no need for him to play, especially that he's got a bit of a nagging knee injury, it seems, right now. Anyone that's kind of injured. Deion Dawkins hasn't practiced since the 28th. He's on the COVID list, so no point in even trying to force him in there. Zach Moss left practice early today with a hamstring injury. Nope, nothing. I don't need to see Beasley in there, who broke his leg last year that he played on. I don't need to see Emmanuel Sanders. The only reason you need to see Sanders is to get chem- build chemistry with Josh Allen. I don't need him out there catching passes from Mitch Trubisky. Right. So, who plays on Friday? What's the starting lineup going to look like? Do you think Allen's going to play? Like, if you had to bet on it, do you think he at least goes in for a series or two? I'd bet no. No? I bet he does not touch the field. I, I Do really... you think the whole preseason or just the, uh, the first game in particular? Do you think he might see a series um... or two... For the home game against the Packers. Yeah. 
That makes sense. It's the third preseason game, which was typically the game that starters played in, but I guess there's no fourth game anymore, so maybe not. But And there's a decent gap in between the third game and the start of the regular season. I believe there's a two-week gap. Right. So It's not like in years past where it was just one week would lead into the, the other. We've got a right. break in between the third preseason game and the start of the season. I would say the third game. I would say have that guy on a snap count for the preseason. And I don't need I don't what do I need? One or two drives? Two drives at most for me. And to me that means have him go in for one game early on and have him come out really quick and when do you want him to play? Well, if that's going to be the snap count, then it makes the most sense to make that I think as close to the regular season as possible and do it in front of your home fans. Give them an extra reason to show up. See Josh Allen for for a drive or two. So I would say the third game. I don't. There's no reason whatsoever for him to go in uh, against Detroit, in my opinion. There, like, there's no point. And that to me would mean Trubisky plays most of the game with Davis Webb playing the rest. And I'm pretty sure that's it. There's no from? training camp arm hanging around from. It will be the first chance the Bills get to see from, or fans will get to see from. Webb, too, I think, right? Yeah. Webb did not. The last preseason game I looked up today, Tyree Jackson was the starting quarterback. Yeah. So, that, he played the whole game. That was the he threw a touchdown game. pass to David Sills, right? At the buzzer to win. That's yep. right. They erased, like, a 17-point comeback in in five five minutes. I'm actually looking at uh, ESPN's box score has like the win probability charts. And at the let's see, at the the five the four fifty one mark of the fourth quarter in that game, the Vikings were up twenty three to six and they had a win probability of ninety nine point nine percent. And they lost because of a big drive by Tyree Jackson. Then a 80-yard punt return touchdown by Marcus Murphy. Wow. Remember Marcus Murphy? Sure do. And then Jackson to David Sills at the buzzer for a third touchdown, and the Bills won that game. Um, That's the last time they were in the preseason. So, yeah, Tyree Jackson, Ray-Ray McLeod led them in in receiving. Um, Murphy led them in carries. Lafayette Pitts had an interception. I've got Nick, someone named Nick Easley that's got 41 Nick yards Easley, in this game. Nick Easley, for sure, yeah. Cam Phillips. Wow. Christian Wade. There's Christian Wade hanging around there. And, of course, Duke Williams, who's just been hanging around playing preseason games and practice squads for the last, seems like, five years at this point. But I know it has not been that long. So, Friday, like, okay, how, how long is the list of players we're actually interested to see? Like, the new guys, right? Trubisky's, we already, we've already mentioned. I think now that Moss has a hamstring injury, hopefully it's not that severe. I don't think it is very severe, but that guy had some injuries last year, so got to keep an eye on it. Antonio Williams, I'm interested in seeing him. I was going to say Brita, sure. but Williams works too for that. Um, Brita, the way they sound on him, he's going to make this He's going to make this roster. He's going to be on this roster. I don't know if he's going to have a role. I don't even know if he's going to dress for games, but Brita is going to make this team. So I'd like to see a lot of him on Friday night, a lot of Antonio Williams. I don't know what they're doing with Christian Wade at this point. I don't know where he is in learning the game itself. So he can be on the, the – He's still exempt. It doesn't yeah, matter. he's exempt for another year, so it doesn't matter there. 
So running back, I would say Brita's number one for me. Receiver, we mentioned the guys that don't really need to play. I guess Gabriel Davis probably plays as he's probably pegged in as your fourth wide receiver at this point. At a certain point, you do need people to play the game. Right. So they do have a lot of receivers. They do have though. a lot of receivers, but I I would imagine we see a fair amount of Gabriel Davis. I, I am interested in yeah. seeing Kumaro. Yeah, me too. Kumaro for sure. Kumaro is going to be top of the list at the receiver uh, list for me. I'm like, who I want to see. Because Kumaro, is, it's trending towards he's going to be on this team. And he's a guy we've only seen one pass to. It was great. Right. <laughs> Allen. It was an, one of right. Allen's best throws ever. Right. On a rope over the linebacker underneath the safety in stride to Jake Kumaro in the Denver game. Correct. Right, not San Francisco? Nope, that was Denver. Denver. There's a San Francisco throw, too, where it's like over the line. That was to Davis. Yeah. That was over top of Fred Warner by maybe half an inch. He had a couple of those. That was the one. Yeah, right. That was the one where I remember watching someone pointed out in the All-22. Allen made the, the hard throw on that play, and it was the best throw maybe of his season, but it was the worst decision of his season. It was the best throw and maybe the worst decision because the whole right side of the field is empty and there was, like, Isaiah McKenzie standing all by himself. But Allen still made the throw. Anyways, that wasn't the point. Um, Kumaro's interesting. We haven't seen a lot of him. We've heard a lot about him. Yeah. One, because of everything he's doing at camp. Plus, he's been in Aaron Rodgers' mouth every other every other week about or in reports about Aaron Rodgers that, like, how did this guy not make the team last year? And how did you cut him the day after I said he's – our second best wide receiver. So, <laughs> Kumaro, I'm interested to see. Hodgins. We haven't seen him yet. Hodgins and Marquez Stevenson, I guess, to a lesser extent. Um, I think Stevenson is destined for the practice squad. Sure. Um, Hodgins, yeah, because I think if if they keep a seventh, is he the favorite right now? Hodgins? Way reads? I That's what I would say. Me too. Stevenson, Without knowing much about Stevenson, that's what I would say, Hodgins. Stevenson's value seems to come as being a returner. And if that that seems to be McKenzie at this point. So if yeah. he's not gonna be a returner, why do I need him in game? He's like your backup returner, which put that guy in the practice squad. I'm fine. So yeah, receiver is gonna probably look like the young guys, Davis, Hodgins, Kumaro. I don't know if you need to see McKenzie. I don't know if you need to see McKenzie play that much. You know what Isaiah McKenzie is. Maybe actually have him play and just return kicks. Just get more practice or not. on that. I, right, it just I don't sounds like an injury waiting to happen as well. Right, I don't need to see that either. Um, tight end, does Dawson Knox make? Would he make the list of starters that would get pulled if they're going to be really aggressive about it? I don't think so. I wouldn't be surprised to see a little dose of Dawson Knox Friday. Okay. Um, Hollister, yes. There's no one else to tight end the rates. Tommy Sweeney is still uh, on the injury report as a non-COVID illness. Gilliam. Gilliam, who's now listed at fullback. Oh, he is again listed at fullback? He's listed at fullback. They haven't played both, it seems. Okay. Um. So, yeah. He was listed as tight end for a hot minute, right? He All last season. Was it all he last came season? In, he came into camp listed as a fullback. They switched it midway through to tight end, and I think he was considered a tight end the whole year. Okay. Yeah. And then on defense, that's really where the most interesting players are going to live. Rousseau. Yeah. Basham. Ep- Basham. Epinesa. Let's see if they're like, – ba- Epinesa went down in weight, if I remember right. Right? Didn't they have him get lighter? Did they put him, had him put on bulk? I don't remember. But they had him change something. Um, I should know it off the top, off the top of my head. But he's going to be in there. He's going to be interesting because he was inactive 
a lot of games last year. And the games he was active, he didn't play that much. So what can A.J. Epinesa give you? What does Rousseau look like right off the bat? I think there'll be just be a little shock factor with him yeah. when he takes the field because he's just going to look like a massive human being. He makes NFL players look small. Right. Um, Obita, for <laughs> sure, who sounds like he had another good day today. Yes. I really want to see him. I want to see if he can be a disruptor, like just constantly, because he's one of those guys. There's not a lot of them right now, but he's one of those guys where a great preseason could solidify his spot in the team. How I don't much, know if there's a lot of other positions where that could, where there's any guys that can do that right now. Along those lines, how much do you think that this particular coaching staff weighs in-game performance versus practice performance? And if push came to shove, what would outshine the other? Say Isaiah Hodgins comes in, has a great preseason, shows up in three games and looks spectacular, but it's been Kumro entire training camp that looks better in practice. Or mm-hmm. Obada looks great in camp but doesn't generate a lot of pressure in the preseason. What do you think that this particular coaching staff looks at when determining those final cuts? You know what the first thing I thought of was when you said that? Peterman. Mm. The first thing I thought of was Peterman. They, they had a guy – that is a little different because this is going back to regular season games. And Peterman also looked good in the preseason. He he looked yeah, fine. He looked, he looked actually he looked good really is good. is a strong word. No, good. I would say that second preseason. You're right. He the did. first one he didn't look good. You're right. Yeah. The second one he yep. did. Um, but you still had the five interception game. You know, like you had you had a a half of the worst football you've ever seen. And yes, he was good in practice, and he was good in the preseason, and you still decided to put him in. I guess my answer to your question would be they would go with. The, the practice performance because it's just a bigger sample size of it uh, over game performance. I don't. I think the Bills are smart enough at this point, like many teams are starting to catch on, that just don't take almost anything from the preseason. Mm. Like it's a, it's a, it's a rehearsal, you know, for all the little stuff. Like we're gonna get used to it, but you're going up against teams that aren't gonna want to give you. It's not really NFL football. It's not. Because a massive, there is such a massive part of NFL football that me, you, and fans just don't understand at all. There is so much going on behind the scenes, X's and O's, schematically, game planning for specific opponents, that it just flies right over our heads on a consistent basis. And all of that that is present in the regular season does not exist in the preseason. It is a completely watered-down product of NFL football. So, to me, I think teams are starting to catch on, and I think the Bills might be starting to catch on a little bit, that you can't judge how a guy's going to do in the regular season based on what he does in the preseason. Because he might be facing the most basic cover two defense you've ever seen in your life. Against, against guys who won't right. be in the NFL next week. Exactly. Right. The, the player quality in the first place. And let alone, like, you, you're you not going to have disguised coverages. Like, everything you're looking at is just going to be much easier to digest and understand. And that, to me, means you can't make an accurate representation. You can't make an accurate projection of what that person's going to do for you in the regular season. You can replicate those things in practice. Because it's your controlled environment, and you're not risking other teams figuring out what you're doing. Sure. Because it's behind closed doors. 
Like, the media's there, but the media can't talk about specific things they're doing on the field. They can talk in generalities, but Sal can't go to practice and tell you about a certain route concept that they've installed for for, for Gabriel Davis. Or where Epinesa's lining up on the defensive exactly. line. Right. right, they can't do any of that. So, to me, I think the Bills and NFL teams should take more out of practice than the preseason, and I think they're starting to. And I think that's the way it should be. And it's tough from a fan perspective because we're only seeing the preseason. Right. We're going to see on Friday night if – Friday night, who's good for this? If, if F.A. Obada is just a monster, he's unstoppable. He has two and a half sacks. He's after the quarterback all night. And Mario Addison, maybe he's on the other side and he just – you don't notice him. Well, what's the, what's the conversation going to be the following week? Well – F.A. Obada, you got to keep this guy around over Mario Addison. Number crunch. If you're keeping one over the other, obviously Obada. But in practice, in the controlled environments, if Addison is being more consistent, this is, I'm just using this as, sure. as an example. It's probably a bad example because, because Obada's – What we've heard is the opposite. Right. He's been good in practice. Yeah. But let's say that's the case. Addison has been outperforming him on the practice field for weeks. You can't – you can't put one guy over the other strictly because of a couple of quarters in the preseason. So, yes, I'm interested to see what happens on Friday night, and I'll make I'm sure I'll make plenty of evaluations based on what happens on the field. But I don't want the Bills to. That's where I land. I like it. I like it. I yeah. You you just cannot take anything out of the preseason, as Jeremy always talks about the preseason pledge. Today it's the preseason plea. I, I know. Yeah. Um. I I actually have not read it yet, so I don't know. Does it differ from the pledge? <laughs> it does. How much? I believe I'm it's. It I believe it's more about injuries and making uh, sure you rest your your important starters. Okay. All right. I'm gonna go read. Correct that. me if I'm wrong, but that's what I was listening to this morning. Howard and Jeremy were talking about uh, their different philosophies and how to approach your starters when it comes to the preseason. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go read through it. Yeah, he, he lists a bunch of guys that you absolutely said. It kind of sounds like our list. Allen, Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, the entire starting offensive line. The Bills are very – it's a veteran offensive line. Yeah. They don't have a single guy that's going to start. It's like a rookie. Who's the youngest guy? Is it Dawkins? Cody Ford. Well, Ford. If Ford, he starts. He might not start, though. Ike Bodker at right He's guard. been around for a while. Yeah. He was on. Isn't he was on the 2017 team that broke the drought? I don't think he ever played, but he was on the roster. I think so. Like he was kind of one of those guys that was always hanging around in the background, like practice squad, preseason. Yeah, all I'm on saying is that he roster, goes back but yeah. several years. Like no, he's right. not a newcomer. That's right. Um, Jeremy also lists the running backs: Tre'Davious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, Jerry Hughes. Yep, that sounds about right. What is Tredavious White or Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde going to gain out of a preseason game? Absolutely nothing. Um, I got a name or two I want to throw out there for the Lions preseason game um, or that will be interesting to watch from the Lions end of things on Friday night. Uh, they're not a very interesting team, but I've got like at least one guy that I want to see. Penny uh, Sewell? On Friday. It's not Penny Sewell. <laughs> not, I'm not going to be studying. You're not going to be glued in on their uh, no. left tackle? I mean, I guess. Well, let's see. If it's Rousseau versus Sewell. Yeah. Then that might be the thing I'm staring at on the TV screen. <laughs> um, but I've got a guy on the Lions offense that I want to. I think people should keep an eye on. 
And then I've got a thing on Trubisky. I mentioned earlier I did some trivia with Shopin' the Bulldog last hour on Trubisky and quarterbacks that were drafted as high as him early on in their careers and how how good his record is, at least. Mm. And I kind of want to dive into how the league is evolving and how quarterback wins is not – I mean, we some of us have always known it's not a quarterback stat, yeah. but the league is starting to find out that it's not. The, league, the NFL is kind of coming along. In many ways, and I think this might be one of them. So we'll get we'll use Trubisky for that point um, when we come back. Eight zero three zero five fifty is the phone number. It's Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap. On call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. WGR. I think it was humbling at first, because as a competitor, you just want to be given that opportunity to show that I can still play at a, at a starter level in this league. And I felt like even things that happened in my last year, I still showed that I could play at that level and win games as a starter. And I did win games my last year in Chicago. So it was a humbling process and just not being given the opportunity to even compete was just a process I had to go through. But once I figured out that I could come to a great place, continue to work on my skills still, and get better as a player. This is just the perfect spot for me to come to be a part of a great team, learn from great coaches, and continue to progress my game. Are we doing Mitchell Trubisky now? Have we always been doing it? Or is it Mitch? I believe he said he wants to be called Mitchell, but it's still hard to call someone Mitchell. Like it, Mitch just Every seems time. like a natural nickname. I can't believe shortened he'd be name. offended if we said Mitch. I don't know if he'd be offended... But he did. I believe he did say that he prefers to be called Mitchell. All right, Mitchell Trubisky. That's gonna be hard. Troops. Troops. What was the other nickname? 
Mitchie Biscuits? Mr. Biscuit. Mr. Biscuit. Oh, Mr. Biscuit was pro football reference, but someone on Twitter told us it was uh, Mitchie, Bi Mitchie Biscuits. Mitchie Biscuits? I don't know what the origin of that is, but... So, Jody Biasi, Brendan Keeney on the nightcap. 803 is the phone number. Trubisky's going to play a lot on Friday night. He's just... It's interesting that that happened in the first place. I always supported the logic of it. In fact, I campaigned for the logic before it happened. That you have a Super Bowl roster, and you have a team that has a bit of a gap, I think, between them and anybody else in the division. And if Allen were to get hurt at any point by something that's not a season-ending injury, because that just, I mean, I don't care who your backup quarterback is. You're not winning the Super Bowl. The Eagles is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, so I don't want to hear the Nick Foles comparisons. If Allen were to miss... A significant amount of time. I don't know what, what you want to consider that. Six to eight weeks. I have confidence in a quarterback like Trubisky that with this roster, he can go five and two, four and three, five and three in in that type of stretch. Because while yes, he has not been the reason his teams have been as good as he is. Twenty nine and twenty in his first four years in the NFL. It's a good record. I don't think the record is an indictment on how good he is, and I think the league has told you that. Many teams were looking for starting quarterbacks in the open market, and teams like Washington chose Ryan Fitzpatrick over Mitch Trubisky. But I think that record should tell you that when surrounded by a quality team, he is good enough to not be the difference between you losing and not. He's not going to lose games for you. He's not going to win games for you. He's not going to lose games for you. And I think that's what I want Tyrod Taylor. in my backup quarterback. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor. He's he's close to Tyrod Taylor. Probably a, a little player. bit better. Um, I would argue he's not because he turns the ball over at a much okay. higher rate. Yeah, and Tyrod uh, had the rushing. Right. Um, Tyrod had higher rushing, but... Man, Trubisky, I think I looked seventh in the league in rushing for quarterbacks since he entered the league. Yeah. No, he can. He's, he's, yeah, he's he a good can. athlete. And Tyrod would be ahead of that if he had started that whole time. Right. right. No, Trubisky can run, too. He, he holds his own. But it's a very good comparison. Like, even if I'm nitpicking here, like it's a great comparison. Because they play a similar style in that they, I think it maybe took Trubisky longer for this, obviously, than, Ty, than Tyrod. But both seem to have an understanding of what they can't do. And sometimes that'll frustrate fans, especially when those guys are playing, and especially when you drafted Trubisky second overall, right. you're a Bears fan, <laughs> when a guy is is not making throws because they probably know they can't do it. That, hey, I know Allen Robinson is about to break from his route 25 yards down the field, and if I sling this thing on a rope, then it's a 40-yard gain. But sometimes guys recognize, I just don't have it. I don't have it in me to make that pass, and it's just going to end up in the opponent's hands. And that's going to frustrate Bills fans if he ever has to play meaningful games. But, again, all I'm looking for here is to tread above water, and that's the style of quarterback I need. I need a guy that doesn't turn the ball over at a super high rate, and even though Trubisky turns over higher than Tyrod. That's that's not saying much because Tyrod Ty like, never turned it over. He's like the lowest in NFL history in interception percentage. But he also does give you the rushing. And that, to me, has always been a need when you have a backup quarterback. Because those guys, 
because they're limited with their arm, you, you want them to have a little extra. You want them to have that rushing capability and p- to be able to create with their feet because they're not going to be able to keep up with just their arm and just their mentality. Otherwise, they'd be starting quarterbacks. And the fact that the Bills got went out, they got a mobile quarterback to replace Matt Barkley, who, by the way, like I love Matt Barkley. He did what they signed him to do and probably exceeded expectations in that regard. He Yes, he, he had a couple of really nice games for them. He was a great support system for Josh Allen off the field. He's the best cheerleader you're ever going to see on the side of the field for a backup He just seemed like an all-around great oh, teammate. Yeah. He's right. He's he's out there. He's the first guy running. He's he's out there in the end zone on defensive interceptions, like getting in the picture. Like Barkley's awesome. I love Matt Barkley. But Matt Culture Barkley guy to a T. Right. But Matt Barkley is to me the opposite of what you want in a backup quarterback if your starter is going to miss a significant amount of time. Because what is Matt Barkley? Matt Barkley has one of the highest turnover percentages in football in the last decade. Statue in the pocket. Statue in the pocket. Doesn't create anything off script. And to me, that guy has to start more than five, six games. That could be a death sentence. That could be the difference between you winning the AFC East and not and having to travel on the road at the beginning of the playoffs. Trubisky's the opposite. Trubisky doesn't turn the football over. Trubisky does have the capability to run. And that's why I think they this is as good an upgrade as you could get at that position. And I know the trade idea has been floated out there a lot. I mean, if it's a second-round right. pick... It would take a decent amount. Yeah, then I'm in. But I'm not... I didn't sign Trubisky to spin him, I guess is my point. And also, don't for, with the people who are coming, who are talking about spinning him for a quarterback needy team, don't forget if Trubisky signs elsewhere next offseason for what is it, more than $10 million, $11 million? Yeah. That a compensatory pick is coming the Bills' way, and that right. will be your form of compensation. You don't necessarily need to trade him to get that. So if. This works out the way the Bills and Trubisky envisioned. Mm -hmm. Trubisky comes in, looks good in the preseason. If he has to start a game or two in the regular season and looks fine, he may very well earn a contract that's high enough to give the Bills a pick next year. Right. Trubisky, by the way, the trivia question I had for Mike and Chris last hour was top 10 picks in NFL history in their first four seasons. And Trubisky ranks 17th all-time. No, tied for 15th In what sense? In wins. In wins, okay. Wins by top 10 picks in their first four seasons. He is tied for 15th with Ryan Tannehill and Jim Everett. Um, Matt Ryan is first all-time, by the way, in wow. that category. okay. Would not have thought of him as being like the, 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 the guy to just show up and he's winning right away. So you said top 10 picks. Top 10 picks only okay. in their first four seasons. And Matt Ryan ranks first all-time wins. This is a very specific stat, so it's not like we'll be tracking this throughout the season. But Josh Allen is sitting one win below Trubisky, and he's got one fewer season than everybody ahead of him at 28 wins. So and where's Ryan? Ryan is first at 43. So that'd be tough to match. 15-2. and two. That'd be tough to match. It's not impossible, but it's definitely unlikely, and it would be very hard for Allen to do. But it's crazy – that Allen is even in the discussion for like the winningest quarterback to start his career, especially among with how guys we, that were drafted. Especially today. with the, how the first year started. Yeah, it was right. Exactly six and ten. 
Six and ten. He, he didn't play all. The, he didn't play a lot of those games. Did Bar- he well, Barkley. A... Barkley started. Well, Barkley won one. But remember, he was injured. Allen was injured for a good chunk oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. the mid portion of he, that season. Uh, early yeah. mid portion of the season. He went five and six. Yeah, he went five and six that year. Here's um, a question, Joe. Yeah. If Trubisky had to start all seventeen games this year, are the Bills a playoff team? I would pick them to win the division. I think I'm with you. Is that is that is that, is me that being absurd? a homer? Right. I is that pride absurd? myself on trying to not be a homer. But I think realistically, no, I don't think it's absurd. Who's who scares you more? If Mitch Trubisky signed with the Dolphins and the Dolphins said Trubisky's gonna start over Tua, do you, are you more or less concerned about the Dolphins? I think the same. I actually let me let me scratch that. I think I'm being a little harsh on Tua this offseason. I would be a little less You're being concerned. being very harsh on two of us. I would be a little less concerned. Okay. But not much. Because there might be some untapped potential with Tua. The reports out of camp, and we'll see if this is just team fluff. The reports out of camp, there's a higher velocity on his football than there was last season. And if that's the case, if his arm strength has improved since last year, now that he's got another year under his belt since that hip surgery he had after Alabama then I am at least open to the idea of him being more than just a game manager like he was last season. But if he is really anywhere within the margin of error of what he was last year, even if he's a couple percentage points better than he was last year, a couple percentage points worse, whatever, and he's in that middle range as that guy that takes care of the football, game manager, if your team is good, you can win games with him, to me, that kind of sounds like Mitch Trubisky. I mean, Armando Salguero, who covers the Dolphins, I believe told this station last week that there's improvement, which the Dolphins need to see from Tua, but then there's about four more rungs of improvement that's needed before Tua is considered an elite or upper-tier quarterback. I mean, that's a guy who's watched him every day of his NFL career thus far. Right. Now Now, switching from the Dolphins, if Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback of the Patriots... They're the exact same. The exact same? You, you I think, Mac, I think you, Mac Jones is going to come in and be as good. I, how I, about Cam Newton to Newton. Trubisky? See, part of this is I think Newton won't last long. Okay. I think if Newton, Newton – well, unless he's good, and then I guess that's a good thing for them. Um, but I think if he comes in and he looks shot, he's going to get pulled quick. And that, to me, is why I would almost consider that a wash. Because I think Mac Jones comes in, and he, he – I, I like Mac Jones coming into the league. I liked him coming into the league more than most. I think he was getting too much heat. I think all of it was coming because people were talking about him as the third overall pick, which he never should have been considered like, right. in the class of. He's getting judged right. by that, which no one ever asked for. Yeah. So I I think Jones should be able to come in and be as good as Trubisky right away, and he's kind of like Tua. He has more upside than Trubisky is because we know what he is at this point. So the Patriots would be the same. The Bills would take a big hit, obviously, a huge hit, the biggest hit in the division. But I think the defense is kind of primed to bounce back a little bit. Agreed. They went from an elite unit to a middle of the of middle of the league unit. If you know anything about defense in terms of like DVOA, like the football outsiders measures, it fluctuates like crazy year to year. Yep. And I guess that could mean they could go even further down. But because of the personnel they have and the fact that I'm hoping I can't I can't predict this but you, your hope would be that you get a healthy season from your linebacking core 
that Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano don't have to play half injured right. and miss games this year. I think that health in its own, if it if they stay healthy, that'll allow the Bills' defense to return to an elite unit. So I think the potential for that to happen. Plus, I just trust the offensive infrastructure. I trust Dable. I trust Diggs. I trust Beasley. I trust Sanders even coming in. I trust the offensive line. I think Trubisky made the playoffs twice and won the division once on a Bears team that I'd argue did not have as good of an infrastructure as this Bills team did, even including... You'd argue? Well, I was including the defense in that, I guess, because the Bears had one of the best defenses in a decade on that team. They didn't have... the, The Bills certainly topped them on offense with what's around their quarterback. But Trubisky had the benefit of only having put up like 17 points a game right? because he had the best defense in the world at the time. So the Bills aren't that on the defensive side, but they're good enough in the offense outranks what Chicago had that I think this team would be as good as as that Bears team was a couple years ago and better than the Bears team was last year. Jeez, that's not a high bar. How that Bears team got to the playoffs last year is astounding, but I think it even goes on to, to prove the point more. And we should rest Allen for the season. Just bring him in in the playoffs. Make sure Tampa he's, Bay Lightning style, baby. <laughs> make sure he's ready to go for his age thirty season. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm playing him in the playoffs. Once you get there, I don't even wait him, hold him out for five years. <laughs> um, Sam Ellinger splitting first team reps with Jacob Eason today. I want to mention the Colts, and I've got a hockey question for you that you're not going to see coming at all. It has to do with the podcast I'm doing tonight. I'm doing no, a. No, I do not an, think the Sabers no, are making the playoffs this year. Well, it's kind of Sabers related, but it's a it's a draft Ooh. that I am in tonight. Okay. It's not a fantasy draft. It's more of just like a fun exercise for a podcast I'm doing. All right. So I, I want a strategy question for you on that when we come back. Then I cap Jody Biasi, Brendan Keeney. Last call after this on WGR. Last call on the nightcap, Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on WGR. The Colts gave Sam Ellinger first-team reps today at practice, sixth-round rookie out of Texas. I feel like that could be real, that that guy could start week one for the Colts. It's kind of a lot of the logic I was just basing off on my Trubisky point last segment. When you get down to your backup quarterbacks, pick the guy who runs. And Jacob Eason is a six foot seven statue in the pocket. He's not going to win games with his arm, I don't think. Ellinger, you know, just give me a little of that running flair. He had 33 rushing touchdowns in Texas, like 2,000 yards. Extend drives and see what happens. The Colts are going to, we've been, I think we've agreed on them that they're going to start horribly anyway and maybe take themselves out of the playoff race like beginning of the season and i'm not sure that would have changed if wentz was in the equation either right and now it's even more and now it's dire yeah but just wanted to throw that name out there because i actually picked him up in a fantasy league today ellinger deep super flex league um yeah because of the rushing also that league usually want two three starting quarterbacks super flex and i'm at lamar jackson both the patriots guys so i wanted a third so I went with uh, with Ellinger, yeah. All right, I've got a – for a podcast I'm doing tonight, we're doing a – we're doing drafts by division. We're building teams for each division in the NHL. 
just for a podcast. We're not doing like a fantasy league or anything. We're mm-hmm. just building the best roster we can on each division. We're doing the Atlantic tonight. We're doing the Atlantic division, the Sabres division, which returns this year after not being a division last year. So Sabres, Maple Leafs, Bruins, Canadiens, Senators, Panthers, Lightning, Red Wings. Don't think I miss anybody. How many Sabres get picked? Four teams. It's everybody building out their entire roster, so what is that? That's 20. 20 players, including goaltenders. How many Sabres get picked? One. One. Are we including Eichel in that equation? No. Okay, so you're not counting Eichel. I mean, technically, he is eligible tonight. Okay. Well, if if Eichel's eligible, then obviously two. Yes. Well, he would be eligible. He's technically still on the, the team. All right. Well, I didn't realize we were. I I didn't realize there were some people around here who still considered Uncle <laughs> a part of the Sabres. <laughs> For this, he is. Yes. Um. So two. Him and Darlene. I'm yep. assuming. Yep. You wouldn't go near the goaltenders. No. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I could get to Yoki Haru. You think Yoki Haru is That's... one of the top six defensemen in the division? No, he's got to be top twenty-four. Top twenty-four defensemen. Yeah, because it's four teams that four teams, uh, four of us are drafting. Oh, I thought you so were trying to build one team from the division. No, no. Okay, no, 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 no. well then a lot more because just, well maybe not a lot more. You, even with volume, I, I'm not sure about that. I think you would get to Cousins. You'd get to Yoki Haru. I think I could maybe count it on two hands though. One one hand, I mean. Middle stat. What would your strategy be, by the way? Like, early on. I think... My strategy would be to draft as many Tampa Bay Lightning as possible. I, I think I'm going to go heavy center. Okay. And I'm going to wait for... I'm going to be the last person to draft my first winger. I'm assuming Matthew's first pick? Probably, yeah. I think there are just so many good wingers in this division. Yeah. I mean, Kucherov and Pasternak and Point and Marner and Huberto. And Reinhardt, although I might want to consider him a center for this. Uh, Marchand, Nylander, Taylor Hall. Um, Jeff Skinner. Jeff Skinner. Brady Kachuk. Cole Caulfield, even. Like, the wing, I think winger is so deep, whereas, how many elite centers? Like, I think you're done after five. You got... Matthews, Eichel, Barkov. Stamkos. Stamkos, Bergeron. Larkin? Larkin. Larkin. Tavares. Okay, so maybe there's up to seven. But still, I think center gets a lot it gets drier a lot quicker. Because now who am I at? Suzuki? Ottawa's got nobody to speak Honestly, of. Honestly, Suzuki, I, I like cousins. Suzuki maybe yeah. more than Larkin. Sorelli, that might be getting to pretty quickly from Tampa. Sure. Um I think that's when you start throwing around a guy like Middlestat, who could be in for right. his biggest season yet. There's got should be. be. Yeah. And if he's not, then oh And then boy. defenseman, too. Defenseman struck me. I thought wing was deeper than the others. I think defenseman got thin. Headman. Will you get to Pizik, you think? Maybe. Wow, maybe. How many elite defensemen are in this division, though? Headman, McAvoy. Shabbat. Shabbat. Ekblad. Dalene. He'll be quick. He'll be someone's number one defenseman, maybe. Sergachev. Morgan Riley. And then that's where maybe the drop off is. Right. Nick Letty got traded to Detroit. That's tough though. Jake Muzzin. 
Yeah, Maybe I'm getting in there. Getting sure. Yoki Haru pretty quickly after this. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone else in Ottawa. Florida resigned Montour, but I don't want to do that. Um, I think defenseman maybe is maybe maybe Hedman should be the first pick. Would you argue Hedman should be the first pick over Matthews? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I do think it. There, there's an, there's an, there's enough center depth. I don't know though. You got to draft four centers and six defensemen. Yep. I think I think I still go Matthews just because having that kind of production is just uh, an ace in the hole in this kind of thing. I'm gonna. I think. I think I'm leaning towards Hedman. I'll let you know what I do, though. I probably, we'll see. I have a one in four chance of getting the first pick anyway. Um, all right. More football coming your way, of course, in the coming days. We'll be back tomorrow at seven o'clock, leading you into the Bills preseason opener on Friday night against the Detroit Lions. For Jody Biasi, Brendan Keeney, this has been the Nightcap on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network. From big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.